PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. So 378 begins now. Welcome to Cinema Crossbody Saw. I'm your host, Chris Crespo. Uh, pandemic day 22. <laughs> <coughs> have you started to, uh, did, have you eaten any small animals or children yet? Mm-mm. No. But I have started leaving a, an audio log as mm. I drink a, a old man whiskey. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. That's not good at all. I sit around like, no one trusts anyone anymore. I'll I'll be really freaked out when you haven't clipped your fingernails in like a month and you start peeing in jars. Like, then I'll be... Well, that's just full Howard Hughesy. Mm-hmm. Full on. I mean, mm. fucking our homeboy Matt over there is uh, on his way. He's peeing in jars? I mean, he, he, he hasn't shaved in like three weeks. It's the first time I've ever seen facial hair on him. It's weird. Oh, really? <laughs> That is weird. <laughs> yeah, dude. It is weird. I haven't shaved like three weeks either, but well, you really can't tell. I mean, I mean Chris. I've been a bearded man for... You've been a bearded man for almost as long as I've known you. I mean, when, my when, adult life. When I first met you, you only had the, the goatee thing going. Sure, 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 sure. Well, and, the, and the frosted tips. When I was younger, I was, well, that's the Ricky Martin <laughs> Oh, those are... Great the pre the pre pandemic pre nine eleven days yeah that was that was just before nine eleven like literally just before like I'm talking I probably met you like a week before nine eleven <laughs> like damn bro that's crazy that's, uh, funny. that's funny no yeah nine eleven was yeah, the, the, was like the first semester of my freshman year 
auspicious start. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to college, things are cool, then all of a sudden 9-11 happens, and it's like, Whoa. okay, I live in a new world. This is wacky. This is a new, weird uh, world. And, and now it's happened again. And now it's happening all over again. And we're in the midst of it, and we hope you guys are doing okay. We're in masks outside. I mean, it seems... Keeping your distance from people and not coughing in people's faces and on their food. And I mean, it, it, the way things have been going, that means this is going to happen like every 20 years. If so, not less. So I've got at least two more of these things coming. World changing, society changing. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't end uh, in Completely. one of these things yeah. somehow, yeah, 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 yeah. we'll actually talk about that in a little bit here. <laughs> um, I've now taken to wearing bandanas out, and when I go to public, so oh. I do my public run. Okay, cool. You know, I've, I've noticed a lot more people wearing masks nowadays. Well, the CDC officially recommended that everyone do it in public. Mm-hmm. Don't have to get a medical grade. No. Any sort of face mm-hmm. covering will do. It's just trying to. That's really for if you're in situations where you can't be further away than six feet from people, such as when you're trying to walk down an aisle of a, in a, grocery, in a store. grocery store and uh, people are just like parked right in the middle. <laughs> Doing still the same thing. Like they've acting, always done. Acting like the world hasn't changed. Uh, like I saw a, a couple, like a young, in the maybe early 30s, a couple were shopping together at Publix. And I was like, you, both of you need to be here? <laughs> like, can yes. one of you stay home? Nope. You both had to be here. Uh-huh. Well, just like all the people in those 14 states who continue to go to church. Like here in Florida. Mm, that's one of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, well, the good Lord will keep them safe. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're covered in the blood of Jesus, Chris. Covered in the blood of Jesus. Which, which apparently is an antiviral agent, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> It's the Lord's way. He works in mysterious ways. Well, yeah. Hopefully, his most mysterious way is that they will all die of COVID-19 while the at church. Problem, the problem is, yeah, while at church, the problem is they're going to be uh, goddamn um, uh, silent spreaders <laughs> for a week before that. I know. I know. Interesting how also the public response to to the pandemic and, and to public measures is falling along political lines. Well, and, and people who uh, lean politically right are like, eh, pandemic, no big deal. I don't know why we're shutting everything down. We should still have like wrestling matches and we should still be uh, fingering each other's buttholes and mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Isn't weird? I just think it's really funny that all the people who probably voted for Trump and are complete like quote unquote anti like Bernie and anti-socialist yeah. are now screaming they, for all of Bernie's socialist policies because they, they, they need them right now. They need the health care. They need the, the government handouts. They need a, they need all of it. It's kind of funny. Mm. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Mm. It's weird. Mm. <laughs> the world is weird. Drew, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, <clears throat> find a dystopian future, Chris, pick one. That's the one we're living in. Um, the cyborg one is the boringest. Yeah. I feel like we're closest to that one, except well, we have Wi Fi. Oh, I mean, I think we're more close to like. Maybe just the movie itself is boring. Maybe like uh, s- something more along the lines of like V for Vendetta meets Code 42. Code 44? 44. Things over there. 42? Whatever it's called. I got the movie over here. Code 40. Yeah, which one is it? <laughs> Eyesight is uh, aha, aha. 46? <laughs> 46. All right. Code 46? Code 46, which is just a way to help people from sleeping with their genetic uh, siblings. Well, yeah, but the, the, the dystopian world that they live in. Uh, code itself. Be, oh, yeah. Be, because of the way that they do it. Like, certain people can't go to certain places because, like, they'll just bleed out of their eyes and die. That's true. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like you're not, you can't go here. <laughs> so you know, somewhere along those lines, where you know, Big Brother is what you know, 1984 meets uh, yes. Brave New World. Yes, 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 yes. You know, Big Brother is watching. What's uh, happening? I can go on a Soma holiday, but I'm also stuck inside. Uh, Soma holiday. That's only for the the more affluent though can go on a Soma holiday. Eh, not really. Anyone can go on a Soma holiday? Yeah, if you know the right guy. If it's children of men, everyone can go on a quietus holiday. Whatever. It's pretty easy. I'll take some of that, too. It's pretty easy. Get yourself some quietus. Uh-huh. The government's like, please, take <laughs> Please can just go to, go to the beach. In the book, people go to the beach yeah. and take quietus Duh. so that they can be collected. Uh, but I guess the movie is just like, if I would just do wherever we go. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're stuck in the woods growing weed, you've really only a couple places you can take it. Yeah, in your in your in your living room. <laughs> Seems like a nice place to do it though. Relaxing, playing the Ruby <laughs> Ruby Tuesday. Is that the name of the restaurant after the song? Is that the name of it, Ruby Tuesday? No, that's the name of the restaurant. What's the name of the song? I don't know. It's name definitely the name of the restaurant. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. My mind's all jumbled up at the moment with the, with crazy shit, but it's fine. It's cool. Here we go. We talking. We still got a new movie to talk about. Yeah. Thanks to the Enzian, and well, not just the Enzian, but to uh, it's really these smaller film distributors that have set up deals with theaters to, to stream movies that they were going to be playing anyway, and uh, a significant chunk of the ticket price of like the 10, 12 bucks, whatever, goes back to the theater, which is cool. Well, I mean, it makes sense because without these small theaters, one the, once the pandemic is over, yeah. these small distribution companies have nowhere to play their movies. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Regal and AMC ain't going to start picking up. That's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah, uh, so, it, it, is in, it is in their best financial interest to do that. Yeah, maybe at the Regal Winter Park, they would play St. Francis. Maybe, but it, yeah. it's not getting on more than like 100 of their mm-hmm. screens throughout the country. Uh, we really are lucky to be that theater, man. Yeah. The, they sure like we're in an Erzog docks and shit. Yeah. The 3D one, the the, the, the cave of yeah, yeah. dreams. Yeah, it was awesome. That was wild, wild, crazy. Watch it. The one about the death row yeah. inmates. That was great too. Like I'm gonna go to a theater and see this. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I look into their eyes and I see the despair. Yeah. yeah. Um, or I mean, do, do you want to watch one about volcanoes? Because that oh, one's God. on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, so is and the internet one. And so is Lo and Be- Right now is a great time for Lo and Behold, Reveries of a Disconnected World. Oh, <laughs> it actually is a really good time to watch that if you haven't seen it. It's a good time to rewatch that. Uh, is that the Florida Film Fest like three years ago? Something like that. It's like but, the last one he decided yeah, to go to. Yeah, it was when Warner Herzog didn't know what the internet was, so he decided to make a documentary about it. What is the internet? <laughs> what is this? Is it the series of tubes? <laughs> it's so amazing. <laughs> it is great. should make my parents watch it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean... They get a big as, as far as I'm concerned, there's only the section in the middle where the, the internet bullying part leads to someone killing himself, right? Wasn't I that it? I think so, yeah. But that's just a Werner Herzog thing. It's a Werner Herzog like, thing. As far, he finds the darkest as, part as, of as, it. And, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, all of his documentaries are should be required viewing just for being human. Oh, true. True. Okay, there you go. There are some universal truths in these fucking movies. <laughs> You gotta check out. You gotta check out. Little Dieter needs to fly. You gotta watch. Uh, the birds not singing. They are screaming that, that's, in pain and that's, agony. That's Burn of Dreams. You gotta see Burn of Dreams. You have to see uh, my best fiend Klaus Kinski. Uh, and then of course, recent stuff into the abyss. Uh, mm-hmm. Into the abyss is the death row one. What's the what's the vol- the volcano one? Oh. It's not Into the Inferno. Is yes, it? it is. I'm pretty sure it is. So he has Into the Abyss and Into the Inferno. I think so. Come on, Werner, you're getting lazy in your old age. Um, he does for his fictional stuff. 
he says his screenplays take no more than like two to three weeks to I write. Mean, yeah, that makes sense. And he doesn't do. He just does a couple quick drafts. It just comes out of him. Then he's done with it. He doesn't labor over it. Yeah, that's probably why his. To be honest, probably why his drama, his documentaries are better than his his dramatic work. Overall. Yes, it is. It's, it's Into the Inferno. Okay, so Into the Inferno. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, check out all these documentaries. Uh, that's their Drewster Cogburn assignment of the week. Yeah, Encounters at the End of the World is oh. amazing, too. It's just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's the just, World, Encounters at the End of the World. Herzog goes to Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> that's another what? Which I think we got, we got to see in the theaters as well. Cave of Forgotten Dreams is and, the, and, and the most, cave painting one. And, and most recently, Meeting Gorbachev. It's, it's a re- fucking I fascinating saw, interview. You, re- you recommended that a while ago. It's fascinating. That's on that geo? Something like that. Right? I don't know what it's on these days, but yeah, it's fucking fascinating. After watching that, you're like, wow, Ronald Reagan did absolutely nothing to bring down the Berlin Wall. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's just right place, right he time. He was just there. <laughs> Bringing down this wall. Uh, Ronald Reagan. No, man, he was an actor playing the role. <laughs> he did a really good job. Yeah. Good job. Dutch? What do they call him? Dutch? Duke? The Gipper. The Gipper. Oh, that was, yeah, that was from one of his roles. He was actually played a... Shout out to Werner Herzog. We salute you. Amazing. Um, so next to the Indian and film movement, we watched Corpus Christi, which is a Polish, uh, what you call the uh, drama comedy, comedy drama. Uh, it's not really that funny. I mean, it's funny if you're a sick, twisted bastard like us who find humor in this dark, fucked up that I mean, most people don't. I mean, it's not that dark or fucked up, but it is, I mean... There's a lot of tragedy involved, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they find the humor in it. It's a weird, okay, yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely more of just like a character drama. Yes, okay, character drama. That's a good way to put it. Character drama. Uh, Polish, about two hours. Came out last year, and it was uh, nominated for Best International Film at this year's Academy Awards, which makes it slightly more relevant mm-hmm. to, to us Americans. So, I love when Bong Joon-ho called... The Oscars, uh, a local film fest, uh, mm-hmm. lo- a local uh, awards. Yeah. I mean, he's right. Is <laughs> he's so correct. It just happens that it's like the center of the film world. Yeah. But it is uh, so local. Uh, but yeah, Corpus Christi. Uh, Polish movies often throughout the years get nominated, get yeah. that slot. There's mm-hmm. a long history of, of strong uh, uh, filmmaking coming from Poland, the Eastern Bloc in general. Adversity causes. Calls, was, calls for art, right? No, exactly. Yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah. Got to get it out somehow. Yeah, I mean, when uh, when that chick was singing that song in Corpus Christi, I was like, oh, so I, I, so I, sad and dark. I was like, did they use this song in Cold War? I don't remember, but it sounds just like it. <laughs> and that entire movie was sad singing. Sad <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, Cold War. They were just taking old Eastern yeah. Bloc like. Traditional songs and then just like and putting them to awesome jazz. Yeah, turn them into <laughs> nightclub tunes. Yeah, yeah. So same thing. I mean, she's just doing a traditional. I'm sure traditional polar song. Cold War. Cold War was pretty good. I yeah. Like Cold War. Th- throw that shit to some fucking jazz music and fucking <laughs> sell some records, bro. Yeah. <laughs> In Poland, anyway. Uh-huh. Um. So it's a so it's a movie about a dude. Easiest way to describe. It, what do you think? A guy who. Uh, so uh, a guy gets out of prison yeah. and in they keep calling it juvie though. Yeah. So it's probably. I mean, he's probably like under what I mean. I don't know what legal adult age is yeah. over there. You so would, you'd think it'd be somewhat similar. So he looks like he's twenty. Well, I mean, duh. But he, you know, actors these days. True. You could say I, I would say he's probably in maybe like an under twenty-one prison. Okay. 
something like that. Okay, where he's that. where he's probably like nineteen or twenty. Like he's he's still smart enough to have like a purpose now. He's not yeah. just some kid. Yeah. Like he he figured out like he he's wants fun- to do something. He's finding his himself. Yes. yes, 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 yes. So he can't be that young. That makes sense. I'd buy that. But he's probably been in since he was, you know, 12, 13. For, he's been there for a while, yeah, while now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's just he, he he's looking for redemption. He just goes about it in a very odd way. Which is <laughs> a premise that has popped up in movies over the years in various ways. And mm-hmm. even in this iteration specifically. Uh, so he gets assigned a job, a parole job, mm-hmm. at a sawmill. He gets at a sawmill. It's like, this place sucks. Mm-hmm. Walks into a church because they establish that he's a... Uh, Part of the, the, the a, prison church service. Like, he, he has found God yeah, while he, in prison. He's one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although he'll also he, act as a lookout during a during a slam. Well, yeah, but I mean, fuck, you can see the joy on his face when he's singing those hymns. It's... Oh, it's almost sickening. <laughs> the pastures. Of- That's what I'm saying, dude. He sounds like a fucking angel. Like, <laughs> churches all around the world are also boring. Um, he uh, walks into a church to to see there's a mass. Just get a little bit of respect from being a bad. Even like between this, they show him like doing drugs and being all crazy. Yeah. So he's not a pure angel. No, he still parties and is a, a fucked up dude. He's human. He's a human. He's a, 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 I mean, that's correct. This version of a quote unquote priest mm-hmm. is at least me personally how I feel most priests should be human. Yeah, not not, not not acting like I'm above it all <laughs> because I'm so pious. <laughs> and, yeah, so I went to a uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before. I went to a Catholic uh, high school, mm-hmm. uh, an all boys one mm-hmm. in Staten Island because it was either that full ride, full scholarship. It was that, that or the all girls market. one, and you didn't want to shave your legs. Nah, man, I wanted to go to that all girls. One. <laughs> the uh, no, it was the the school that I was zoned for. The public school sucked. It was uh-huh. a really bad one. Yeah. and I'm sure that happens a lot in New York. Yeah, exactly. And it's like real luck at a draw type shit. And the one that I wanted to go to that had a really good IB program that I was going to try to get into where my parents were. International Baccalaureate. Mm-hmm, exactly. I was going to try to do that track. It was one of the highest rated public schools on the island. I'm sure. But it also had the weird irony of being in one of the technically, uh, not poorest, but it was like the area was still mostly black and Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So when my mom tried to affirmative action my ass inside that school. Sorry. They're like, no, we actually need white people. We, we got enough. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> so I took this uh, scholarship test and got a full ride into this okay small um private school the brothers that taught there the older mostly irish uh catholic brothers mm-hmm. who were just your stereotypical i mean i'm sure they, they all took the vows they lived on a residence there on this small property in a building um uh found it fascinating when i heard that these brothers who were like they're supposed to be pious and the, the, the bible and etc one of them taught the religion class brother matthew he did not like me because he kept saying my name wrong mm-hmm. and when i dared to correct him he was like i don't like you get it i was like what the fuck mm-hmm. man he uh i was fascinated when i found out that they would spend their nights in that house um playing penny poker and just uh, getting hammered hmm? off a, a keg of beer that they yeah. had in there. That's about right. I was like, what? Really? I thought they were... Really, I, thought, I mean, they're just people, man. <laughs> I didn't know that when I was like 16, I mean, they're, 17 they're, years old, especially suppo- as a non-Catholic. They're supposed to be just people, at least. They're, they're supposed to be just people. They are. One of them, uh, Brother John, called everyone that he... When, especially when he didn't like you, he called you a horse. 
Horse? Horus. Okay. H O, I guess it's. R U S? Like H O R A C E. Horus. Oh, okay. Like, uh, like Horace Grant. Like Horace Grant. <laughs> but, but he must be referencing some. He was the English teacher. Yeah. So he's referencing some sort of old reference that is way over our heads because he didn't bother teaching it to us. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he, probably, he did. I just he probably liked it attention. that way. Yeah, he liked it that way. Lord, my genius over you. That's his old dumb. Uh, they're all dead. They're all mm-hmm. dead now. Yeah. Every single one of them. Um. So yeah, he's a human guy. He smokes cigarettes, fixes bikes, and wants to be a priest. And and, and dances to awful European techno. <laughs> Yo, it's, it's okay, so bad. Look, no, it is so bad. Listen, Chris. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> the set, when he was fixing his bike, I almost pulled out my shazam. I kind of like this one. I could run to this. <laughs> I don't, I don't. It's got a beat. I could run to it. I didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like just dancing. He's really into it. The um, and then the whole setup is that he can't get into seminary school. Like they won't accept because you're, a felon. you're yeah. a felon. So he has to fake his way. He, when he shows up to this church, he says, "I'm a priest." Why does well, he have the collar? Well, the, he got that in his in the prison thing, and he was straight from prison going to jail. So it was, his, it was there, and uh, he just happened to be there, and they just yeah, happened to ask, and he was just like, fuck it, see, he, see where this goes. So he pretended to be a priest, yeah. uh, finds out that the vicar there is a drunk, and uh, so he steps in for a bit. <laughs> he takes sort of like a champ. Yeah. And then the movie goes from there. So it's, it's, And it is, Drew. Like, we were sitting there. Since we're at home now watching this, we can, like, comment while, but, while yeah, we're watching Yeah, about little things. So it's like we can start... Calling out plot points and like, oh, this is what's gonna happen. Yeah, and like forty minutes later, ah, no, exactly. There it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Be- no, like, like, like the second he puts on the guy, we're just like, wow, this, how is this gonna blow up in your face, dude? And then, yeah, <laughs> and then you take the information you have, and then you think about the movies you've seen, uh-huh. where it's like uh, someone rolls into a town and pretends to be somebody they're not or something he's not. Uh, have you, you know, I've never seen, I've seen parts of it, and I think I've seen the ending. I caught it on TV, the majestic. That's the Jim Carrey one. He shows up. I never bothered really so. sitting down to watch the whole thing because it wasn't reviewed that well. But I know I've seen parts of it mm. for sure. Um, I think it's a Frank Marshall movie. He shows up to a small town uh, where, like, I think someone's gone missing maybe from a war or something. And, and pretends to be that person. Pretends to be that person. And then a lot of it is centered around the town's movie theater, which is the Majestic. Oh, okay. Um, and then it has one of these endings where um, the whole town finds out. It's like Skinner. Seymour Skinner. Yeah. The whole town finds out he's a fraud. Real guy. He ain't really like the real guy that much anyway. So fuck it. Fuck. <laughs> you can be him. You, you are a guy. <laughs> you are a guy now. And that's like a thing yeah. that happens over and over. Um. So in this one, we were like, "Yeah, like, fuck it. <laughs> like, I know this is gonna happen. Oh, this is gonna blow up in your face. You totally. You, you called one like this dude. That dude's gonna call back. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know. We'll see. And it was that dude. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's that dude. It's like, oh, we'll be seeing you again. You, you nailed it. It's that dude. But then like another dude showed up that I didn't expect. Yeah. I, oh, like, yeah, oh, I, I didn't expect the first one, but this, when the yeah. second guy showed up, I was like, and there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, pow. Called it. So all the plot points are like this all. For the most part, it's like <clears throat> you yeah. can see a lot of it coming. It all makes. I mean, sense. The, most of the swerves, the big plot points. Most of the exactly yeah, the macro mo- stuff. Most of the swerves and the weirdness come in like the, the subplots and the other sure. strange things that happen. All in the, the details, the way they paint it in. He, when he comes to a small, this very small town. The characters in that town, he interacts with them. You learn about them. So it is. Then it becomes it's a character piece about him, but then a bit of an ensemble mm-hmm. of the people around him, and everyone does a good job. It's a really well made movie. It's actually. Uh, extremely well made, but the camera's locked down often, doesn't move when it's uh, unmotivated to the point where at the end, the movie ends with kind of a 
so yeah. like a, sort of a fight scene and that camera's moving around a lot and I was like a little disappointed I was like oh you know he spent a lot of time making this movie look gorgeous and then this one's kind of looks like um, a DTV Stallone They're fight scene action directors Chris aha that's when you bring in the second unit. <laughs> Which one of you guys has watched Bad Boys? Apparently, they don't have them in Poland. Oh. Or just not, not going. Hey, have you? What's, what's a budget any, on this? Has scene? anybody seen all the John Wick movies? No. <laughs> has, does anyone know who Keanu Reeves is? <laughs> anybody? Anyone? Ch- have you heard of Chad Stahelski? Come on, guys. <laughs> anyone? Um, how, how much did this movie must have cost? A million bucks. Less. I don't know. How do you how do you how do you translate that? It's a Polish dollars, Polish production. It's such a small production. I don't know. The cameras were nice though that they used. It looked it looked great. No. It looked great. It was really pretty. It was a great looking movie. No. The whitest Jesus I've ever seen. The whitest. Like almost as white as the cloth he was wearing. Bleach Jesus. No. It was straight up. <laughs> <laughs> really weird. It was that it was that bleach, it was that it was that Wisconsin Wisconsin cheddar. Yes. <laughs> Jesus is what it is. Yes. Sharp. It was sharp. Sharp Jesus. Very, very white American. <laughs> Just like sliced in, please. <laughs> um, I like it. It's a good movie. I think it's definitely worth checking out. I got to imagine. It's cool. If, you know, if you want to support the Enzion here in Florida or your local indie theater, see if it's available online and rent it because it's worth checking out. Uh, it's only 12 bucks. Yeah. Watch it with a buddy. Then it's even less. Oh yeah, the rent's you owe me six bucks. Um I think I have that. <laughs> Alright guys, here we go. He's checking his wallet. This is very exciting. At six bucks, alright. I cannot guarantee if that money has coronavirus or not. I'll put it over there for now. <laughs> I'll, uh, you touched it, it's over. I'll I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll put my fingers in my mouth. <laughs> And then sneeze and it whoosh, right into your open mouth. That's how it happens, man. Yeah, you don't have to open your mouth like that <laughs> when I sneeze. Sneeze, sneeze directly into my mouth, please. It's my fetish. It's my fetish. It's I can't it's, not it's, do it. It's my thing. I need, I need you to step on my balls and cough into my mouth. But only after you show me your, your positive blood it's test. So, <laughs> it's such a weird fetish. I'm a bug chaser. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm, a ball stomping, I'm a ball stompy bug chaser. This movie. It's, a great, it's a great time for me to be alive. You should watch that movie, Bug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a great man. I can't believe Tracy Letts wrote that. He seems like such a nice guy. <laughs> he seems so sweet in, uh, uh, in practically everything he does. Yeah, well, obviously not. No, he's a fucked up guy. August, he also wrote August Osage County, which won, uh, I think, a bunch of awards. It was very acclaimed. But then they did the movie version, and everyone was like, this sucks. Mm. I don't know. It's hard translating plays to the screen. You would think it'd be a, such an easy one-to-one, right? Apparently not. Apparently not. Corpus Christi, thumbs up? Yeah, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Let's get into our media diets. Uh, I'm still working this week, so I haven't dived into as much stuff as uh, as others have, for sure. But I did watch Tiger King with, yes. my, with my brother and my parents over the course of several days. And Chris. It's entertaining as hell, man. Well, my, my dad slept through most of it, but he's been sleeping a lot these days. Yeah. I think the stress he's is got getting. Nothing else the stress, no, the stress is getting. It's fine. He's got a compromised immune system. He's just, you know, sleeping around. Um, yeah, Fucking man. insane. Entertaining as hell. I love, I love how at the end of every, every episode, you're like, Wow, 
this show is nuts. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, by the way, <laughs> right before, you know, they always have you with a cliffhanger. And it's like, oh, my God, the story just got crazier. <laughs> like these guys are, Every time. Like those guys are frauds. <laughs> I like by how episode six, all the people who are interviewing have Joe impressions. Like, he said this, he yeah. said that. Everyone, dude, everyone's doing it. Dude, the entire world is fucking obsessed with this shit. It's awesome. Yeah, there's like, quote, articles. You know, people are just posting about celebrities uh, dressing up as these people. Did, did you see the Stallone film? family one no i did not yes yeah, stallone no. is dressed as uh jeff lowe that's great and then his wife and three girls are dressed as yeah, uh, a whole yeah. bunch of other people hey, awesome. I, don't, I don't know they said it'd be funny <laughs> i thought i'd do it you know. <laughs> it's a good show you know i met it the is. Guy. Good guy i got a tiger his name is Willie. not a lot of people now are coming out about like because then i went to like this morning i went actually i went to google mm-hmm. put in tiger king and then I hit news. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. No, dude, fucking, so many articles. Oh, the, they reopened uh, Carol Baskin's husband's case. Uh, yeah, they did put out sorts. a call for more info. They're no. like, hey, maybe now that people are watching this, uh, maybe jog some memories. Absolutely. Yeah, they are looking. So that's but, fun. But they're not like actively oh, like, looking no, to no, her. No, 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 no. Although that, bi- that bad bitch, Carol Baskin. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I believe Jeff. <laughs> Compelling case, I think. Not the septic tank part, but the fed to the tiger. Something. I mean, maybe. It's a, it's a good story. I mean, also, the, from what she, like, from the business that they were in in the beginning, where, because, you know, basically, in the beginning, Carol was in the same business he was. Yeah. You know, just hawking tigers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, she still is, man, that big cat still, rescue shit. That, yeah. that brings in some odd people. I mean, you, you saw how many ties there were to drug cartels, this, that, the other. I wouldn't, I also wouldn't be surprised if her husband fucking was doing some shady shit that she didn't talk about and fucking got murdered for that. Some sort of actual, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, use those planes or something else to help fund his tiger empire. Maybe, you know, somebody else fed him to his tigers. True. And she just benefited from it. Uh, grossly, but she, yeah. She didn't steal that fucking the will, though. And then oh, no. Oh, and okay. then showed up with a new power of attorney one. That is some shady shit. Yeah. Now, I don't know if she killed him, but the shit that she done. She took advantage. That stuff, that was straight up fucking gangster, dude. She, she 100% took advantage. <laughs> uh, cut out her, the dude's family, and then, uh, and then Harold showed up, and that guy. And and that, that fucking cook. No, I, I was about to say, he is the sub in that relationship oh 100%. God. I mean, he married up. He got himself some money. Good Dude, the, the picture of him in, in the fucking goddamn Fred Flintstone loincloth with the fucking collar. Was, yeah. I like, right then and there, I'm like, so that's the relationship in a nutshell. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's their relationship uh, uh, romantically, yeah. sexually, uh, all of it. In yeah. every way. Yeah. Uh, fascinating. So many, so many fascinating people. Jeff Lowe has claimed... And now you gotta say clean with these people because based on this documentary, they're all yeah, they're all shitty. fucking shady. They're all shitty, shitty and shady, and uh, uh, some of them rich. Oh no, m- most of them maybe oh, rich somehow. At, they at got some, lines of credit. I don't know what's going on. At some point in time, yes. That that dad Bhagavan Doc Antley motherfucker. He's got to have money. Oh yeah, had that many wives. Um, the he claims that uh, Netflix is scheduling. Um, was as of I think that today they were supposed to be doing uh follow up follow up interviews and then to put out a new episode this week. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, which is like yeah, shit, why not? Yeah, give me give yeah. me a, give me an update. No, exactly, I'll take it. Also, uh so uh, I guess sort of is that spoiler yet? So many people watch it, but not everyone's had a chance to mm. watch it. I wanna speculate about the things. I don't know, I'll just actually never mind. I'll just give people a chance to watch it for a while. Um, Tiger, I really enjoyed it, and then you know why? Um, it, it it has caught on. It is a crazy story. 
but it's also really well made. No, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it, it, but I don't like how the documentary guy, the guy doing the interviews, how he inserts himself occasionally. Yeah, uh, like this ain't about you, bro. Get out, get out of the shot. Uh, don't get your voice off. You know, anyway, it's very, very well made. Fascinating. Good music, good cinematography. Also, the wealth of footage they had um, from Joe's own propensity to the film. Mm-hmm. It's like. All the all the elements were there. Like that dude that wanted to make that reality show. He he's he was, so right about it all. He's, he was right. Like he saw it and he was like, "This is fucking gold. This, this is my retirement." <laughs> oh man, that poor guy. He's I like, like, "I don't give a fuck what happens to these people. We're just filming it I all for every fucking frame." So then yeah, and then when I hit yeah, I felt for <laughs> And then when I hit the news, I read. I was reading through stuff. So Jeff Lowe says new episode coming. Um, GW Zoo. Open, but no one's going there, and the whole Thackerville thing's still happening this summer because Joe was just sentenced in January. Yeah, no, exactly. The doc doesn't really make it the timeline very no. uh, clear. No, but it, m- most of what you're watching is from 2013, 2013 through present. But the sentencing, like yeah, it just happened earlier this year. Yeah, yeah that's still no, fresh. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Thackerville's still happening this summer, he says. And uh, oh, another thing, I read this a couple articles about Saf. Uh. The dude who got his arm taken off misgendered in the documentary throughout. I thought Saf was a lady. Saf is trans. Saf is a trans. Okay, yeah. Trans man, trans male. Um, and said that even throughout uh, working there, loved working there, but so even while working there, that like Joe and everyone would uh, uh, often misgender him. Mm-hmm. And then it came across in the documentary that he was like a butch lesbian. And he's like, no, I'm a trans dude. So. I just found that interesting there. It just happened to coincide with, uh, as an article I read said, it was like, I don't know, some sort of trans voice day or Mm -hmm. something, elevate trans voices. I was like, this is just perfect timing where we can put this out there. So I was like, why not? Um, I saw something else that was fascinating as fuck. And then the thing, like you said, the Tampa police were like, and even that dude who put out the call, he's like, yeah, I watched Fuck yeah! Watch the whole thing. <laughs> Saf watched the whole thing in, in seven, all seven episodes at one yeah. sitting. Uh, everyone's like, "Yeah," and then some of it's great, some of it's bullshit. It's, it's interesting. Still, it's fascinating. Um, Doc hates it. Jeff hates it. Well, then he's doing another episode, so he can't hate it that much. Um, although maybe he sees it as a chance to like clear some things up. No, I mean, from at least the way they portrayed Jeff Lowe, s- somehow he is going to profit off of this, which is why he's doing it. Which is why he's doing it. But uh... <laughs> it's the only way. It's the only reason he does anything. Yeah, Tire King. Tire King is wild, for sure. Wild. You said it last week, but yeah, it's wild. It's fucking nuts, dude. Um, oh, I watched another movie last night, two nights ago. Can't necessarily really recommend it that much, though. It's called Knives and Skin. Yeah. Saw it on Hulu, and it's about a small town where a young girl uh, is, like, stranded on the side of a lake by a, a dude who's, like, trying to get in her pants. She spurns him. He leaves her, and then she goes missing. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. And then the whole movie is about the town being affected by it. Does it sound like Twin Peaks? Yeah, duh. But it's not. But it's not. Because it's not. Twin Peaks is good. It does have like really good moments though. At times, it's really good looking. They go hard on the the blue and pink neon uh, in certain scenes, but in other scenes, it's just like they go for natural lighting more or less. So it's kind of boring looking. Um, some parts are like fun. Some are kind of pretentious. You know, that that doesn't really fit. Like just there's like one thing about adding surrealism. You know, it's like enhance your story, enhance your storytelling, and 
and uh, maybe to put your character, uh, your audience at unease, right? It's got to be done well, though. But it's got to be done well. If you don't do it well, then it's like, stupid. Then it's like, what is this? This is kind of. So I wasn't. Uh, when I was over, I wasn't all that impressed. I gotta say, I, there's some parts of it that I really did enjoy. Chris, but overall, it Chris, it's okay to not like a movie. I know, but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying overall, I didn't really like it. It's kind of a, kind of a bummer. I wanted to like it. I really wanted to like it. That's why I'm, I still haven't watched uh, Under the Silver Lake. I know it's 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 long. It's on my list, and I'm afraid I'm not gonna like. Me it. Me too. But some, <laughs> some people really like. it. I know, though. but then I'm like, but everybody else seems to not. T- so it. it I don't, but I don't then know. I'm like, if I really like it, does that make me a bad person? I don't know. No, <laughs> what did this movie say about me? I don't know. I don't know. I got to watch it eventually. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, but before that, I have to watch. Uh, this one I'm not counting towards my hundo because I didn't watch the whole thing, but I feel like I still get it. I watched most of Angel Has Fallen. Oh, dude, come on. Yeah, I mean, come on. My brother was it's, already watching it. it. It's in the and it was like has 20, it's in the has the fallen has series. Fallen universe. Yeah, <laughs> my brother was already watching, so I sat down like twenty five minutes in. He was like, "Go no. to restart." I was like, nah. "No." I pulled the Wikipedia page, read the first no. paragraph. I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember the trailer. No. I'm in it." Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Bannon, Mike Bannon, the American Mike Bannon. Uh, I'm an American. I swear it. No, you're not Scottish. No, I'm from I'm America. I'm free from America. He, um, it's a yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a has fallen movie. Yeah, no, exactly. I was more interested in reading the trivia section on IMDb. I than mean, the, the movie itself as it was happening. I mean, the way I see it, there's all the has fallen movies, and then mm. at the end, he goes up to space for Geostorm, and that's the end of the universe. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> now I have to go to the satellites <laughs> that, I cre- that I created. <laughs> you did it, you marble mouth idiot. <laughs> Get back to the gym. We liked you when you were ripped. Seriously, just kick somebody into a pit and yell, this is Sparta, call it a day. That was for one, was for one movie. It really, it really was, really was. yeah. No, it was, yeah. yeah. This is my normal look. Like, oh, boy. Oh, man. The right role at the right time will really help you out. Um, The best part of the movie is in the middle, where he meets up with his dad, played by Nick Nolte, and a bunch of people come raiding their, his Nick Nolte's shack in the middle of the night. Uh, so he does the thing where he uses a tunnel to go, a uh, Rambo tunnel to go underground, pop up at the end, and then set off a bunch of explosions to blow people up. But it's like a series of explosions that, because he has to find all the wires to pull everything. Uh, and the explosions all look really good. And there's always people in there like, blah, and blowing away and blowing into trees. And at it, night, and the darkness looks really cool. I'm just glad they had the foresight to dig those tunnels however long ago they did. Yeah, no, that's what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna happen, and, and setting the bombs, setting so many bombs, a comedic amount of bombs. It's the one scene in the movie where it's like, oh, I think they think it's a comedy, and, mm-hmm. that, and that's fine. I wish it was, but it's not. There's a final explosion. It's like, boom, 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 boom. and then they show from the sky going like, down. What? <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, so that's the best part of the movie, easily. Okay. So I recommend uh, YouTube search "Angel Has Fallen" uh, like Nick Nolte explosion scene. I don't know. It's okay. like it's like four or five minutes. Gotcha. Otherwise, it's garbage. I can't wait for a new trilogy. Because he says, we're going to make more people with the more, the more furthering tales of Mike Bannon. No. Um, and then, like, at the end. Oh, you know, you know what else is really funny? Only him and uh, Morgan Freeman, they're the only actors to be in all three. Well, yeah, because they're the only ones who I'm sure they will pay. That are, 
<laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but they're paying new people, and like, I mean, Danny Houston's in this new one. Well, yeah, but I'm sure he took. This isn't Danny Houston of back in the day. I'm sure Danny Houston can only command so much money these days. I guess, but every movie has like, I mean, the first one had James Woods. It's not James Woods back in the day, so we paid the we paid him James Woods twenty thirteen dollars, mm-hmm. which now, is like a Family Guy check. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> those sweet, sweet Family Guy checks. Uh, so yeah, Danny Houston, he's getting. 2013 James Woods money? Maybe. I don't know. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> Danny Houston ain't getting no family guy checks. Um, He's out there like, Michael Bannon, I can't do it really good. He's just doing like a weak version of his dad. It's interesting. Uh, nice. Okay, uh, check off, check off. Uh, I watched part of uh, WrestleMania because now it's a two-day event. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Saturday and Sunday. Why not? And uh, they're also, they had to adjust for covid mm-hmm. so it's a lot of <clears throat> pre-recorded stuff obviously it's all pre-recorded actually according yeah. to simon behind the scenes he said they shot stuff and had to reshoot it because it wasn't good i'm sure other people dropped out uh no showed for for matches roman reigns no showed because he's he just fucking uh, uh leukemia mm. like a second a second fight with leukemia Meh. well he's gonna be went into remission he's gonna be fighting the rest of his life and they want him to wrestle yeah exactly and they're like why don't you come in and wrestle he's like i'm gonna Stay in my. No, he's like, I have a compromised immune system. Fuck you. I'm gonna stay in my palatial palace. Yeah. <laughs> you under that I can afford. You do understand that leukemia is blood cancer, this right? Is, you I, understand, like my I, blood has cancer. Like, you no, crazy no. asshole. We need you to meet up with all these, uh, all these grips and, <laughs> and this film crew. We don't know where these people have been. We need you to meet up with them and wrestle a guy. My blood has cancer. So they did. Um, I saw a little bit of the Boneyard match. Hashtag Boneyard Match. Were there bones anywhere? I don't know. Were they in a yard? It was dark. It was hard to see. Okay. It looked like they were at a, a burnt out farm. Is that a boneyard? It was outdoors. Okay. At night. Okay. So I couldn't see shit. Supported lit. And it was Undertaker versus AJ Styles. And it was shot like a bad movie. <laughs> It was, okay. It was bad. Okay. So so basically you watched like a sea level a sea yeah. level horror movie with, yeah. with AJ Styles and The Undertaker. Yes. And just like it should be nowadays, Undertaker's way too old to be doing that shit. He looked he looked bad. <laughs> he, looks, he looks old. Uh, I mean when he first came back, like what was that, twenty years ago? <laughs> Ten years ago. He looked like shit then. Um he did like was it a choke slam ish? Like, you know, he just, like, oh, he yeah. threw AJ Styles off the roof, that one-story roof of a, of a barn. Into a coffin? Into, like, I mean, it was kind of dark. I think it was just a bunch of hay. I mean, if the Undertaker's no, it, there, No, not into be, a coffin, but he did. He better be putting somebody in a fucking coffin. The point of the match, it was a burial match, so he did uh, drop him into a pre-dugout hole, and then there's a really fun, and it's edited like, yeah. like a TV show, so there's a lot of cuts. It's very cinematic and very, henceforth, very funny. Mm-hmm. And there's a cut of... Cuts to him looking down in the in the grave, and then it cuts to AJ Styles just like no, just laid out, just like just out, just yep. like laid out in the grave, um, and then he comes over with uh, he goes into gets into um, into the bobcat, yes, with full of dirt, mm-hmm. takes over and drops it in, um, gets onto his bike, drives off. It's so bad because there's a lot of him like Undertaker talking to AJ and and uh, just like improving dialogue about uh, I don't know. Bad about bad stuff. <laughs> it's so cheesy, mm-hmm. and I hated it. Mm-hmm. And then it but said you still it, watched it. Then, well, because it was on, and uh, and my brother was watching the second half tonight. And it said in the corner, hashtag boneyard match. 
So I went onto Twitter. Oh, that's a, those are those are the, the, the wolves of Maitland are coming okay. out in the pandemic. Gotcha. You know, the wildlife returning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Saying, oh. The corner had the hashtag, so I went to Twitter. I was like, let's see if people agree. Both me and my brother thought it was terrible. Went onto Twitter. Everybody loved it. Praising it to the heavens, the greatest thing they had ever seen. Oh, ho- hopefully, hopefully, all those people watched it at their local church together. <laughs> <laughs> they you, are Seventh-day Adventists. You catch my drift. They were mostly Seventh-day Adventists. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous. It's bad. I thought it was bad, bad, bad. Um, I, I might actually watch some of uh, some of it tonight. Cool. Because he's going to watch it. Yeah. So I'm not going to make you change it. Um, I didn't watch this week's Westworld or Better oh, Call Saul. Okay, so I won't talk about that. Well, you can talk about nope, it. Nope, not gonna. Nope, you can, you not can gonna, just, nope, you can just uh-uh. give me thumbs up, thumbs down. If it was you're good. Not liking it. It was good. Yeah. It's fucking Westworld, dude. This shit's fucking on top. Jonathan, it, no- Jonathan Nolan knows what the fuck he's doing. Jonathan Nolan's good. Um, I'm assuming that because based on the thumbnail, they're picking up on Tessa Thompson's storyline. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. It's uh, we're, we're, we. This is the episode where she where the whole mystery of who's inside Tessa Thompson's body you oh know, yeah 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 which, which replicant is it yeah and yeah. so we're furthering that mystery okay okay fun yeah. that's right it seems like now they're doing episode by episode like we're focusing on a character, a character yeah so maybe ep4 like all right now we're gonna well this one's to well this Lord. one's and because of that storyline we also we're back with Dolores and uh what's his face oh it hooks up a little bit more yeah okay cool Overall thumbs up. Oh, yeah, it's, this is what this is up three. Yeah. Okay. It's fucking fantastic. Right. It is some of the best fucking TV on television right now. Uh, I need to. I think I'm one, maybe two reps behind a better cost. So I need to check it out. That one should be coming towards uh, getting towards the end of the season. Great show. I'm loving that show. Also, I I need to go back to devs. I've only watched those first two eps. Is it over yet? I was waiting till all these episodes came out. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, if you're waiting for that, I think it's going to be a few weeks. That's what I'm waiting for. And I just want to, <clears throat> you know, knock it all out. But meanwhile, whilst I have not been maybe watching TV, I have been reading. Mm-hmm. So I finished Lost City of the Monkey God, which I mentioned last mm-hmm. week. And it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that I stopped reading in the about a third of the way through the book uh, before we recorded. Uh, so when I picked it back up, it was them going into the jungle and doing the expedition. And it's really well written. This guy's a good writer, uh, Douglas Preston. Like, I really felt like I was there with them um, in this crazy hunter. And uh, they kept using the word cognitive dissonance because mm-hmm. it's like really stepping into some old world cu- cut off from the 21st century type shit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, after he. They remark on how after the the mission's over and they all get out and say, "Man, we we actually got out of there alive, alive." <laughs> like, like no one got bit by a snake. We have had close calls and stuff, but you know, but aside from all these bug bites, we're fine. And the bug bites were expected, um, so we're good to go. And then, oh shit, mystery disease, <laughs> which I alluded to last week, right? Um, the uh, but the way it's written is so smart. So he. The way he bounces back and forth between the information he gives you. So there's this whole chapter about after they come out of the jungle, like, well, what happened to this entire civilization? How did they all just up and disappear? Why would that happen? And then he goes back to, well, let's talk about this. Columbus shows up and Columbus 
and all his crew shows up in the, the 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 Caribbean and South America and Central America. And what do we know that they brought with them? Disease, disease, and and it starts getting into deep instead of diseases that yeah. were there and how it wiped out specifically how it wiped out all these uh, uh mm-hmm. colonies and, yeah. and civilizations, etc. Yeah. Cetera, et cetera. And then it ends with theorizing, well, maybe with these cities and civilizations, why did they up and disappear? Shit, maybe they just got like ninety percent of them got wiped out. Yeah, by some fucking smallpox like disease yeah right? so makes perfect sense leading leading theory and then the, the, at the end of that chapter he's like oh what's this lesion on my arm <laughs> <laughs> oh hey guess what yeah well now that disease is mutated yeah. and you don't have the immunity to it so guess what well, buddy yes yes so uh then, Karma's a bitch. then now i find myself i just bought a book about a uh, honduran lost city i find myself reading about pandemics and diseases mm. so i'm like oh this is Interestingly timely. Huh. and I mean, Chris, it's almost like our entire country was based, built, on b- built on an ancient Indian, Indian burial, burial ground, ground or something. Oh, yeah. Built on the on the backs of slave labor. Oh, oh. That's the thing. That's another thing. The reason, oh, why they were, the, bring, the reason why they were bringing the disease was because they were looking for Indians for slave labor. Hmm. And then they kept dying. And they were like, shit, we need to keep looking for more Indians. And then they kept dying. The fucking and that's why the Philippines repelled. Uh, Spanish rule eventually, and they don't really don't speak Spanish over there anymore mm-hmm. because they were resistant to the same diseases as the ha, 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 as their fuckers. European would be conquistadors. Yeah. yeah, shout out to the Philippines. Uh, is actually is everything's good over there? I don't know Probably not. Yeah. Um, so all this shit about the pandemic and stuff. I was like, oh man, this is this is intense to read right now. And then uh, the whole team, the entire team, drew. Like I said, this is on the back of the book. The entire team got the same crazy uh, parasite, a collection of parasites, actually, um, because obviously they're the first humans in there in like... However many. Yeah. Maybe even like like 500 years. So whatever has been in there has had so much time to propagate between hosts and mammals and hosts and back and forth, right? Uh, and then they just walked in there, like, they're just like, "What's up?" It was described as uh, bystanders wandering into the field in the middle of a, a battlefield, mm-hmm. and then just getting shot to shit. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's just it's like happened. walking into crossfire. It's just like, "Hey, what's going on?" They, oh, I'm dead. They walk into these crossfire, and they came out. All of them changed on the other side. It's a great read. I really, really enjoyed it. Highly recommend it. Lost City of the Monkey God by Douglas Preston. Um, another book that I got started reading. I'm now about halfway through it. Station Eleven by I think she maybe. English, uh, Emily St. John Mandel, but it might be Sinjin Mandel. You know how St. John Smith is Sinjin Smith mm. in English? No. You don't know that? Uh, like, there's a funny example in uh, A View to a Kill, Roger Moore's uh, James Bond, his last James Bond movie. It's all where Christopher Walken and Grace Jones. And he has a part where he's, quote, undercover. He's fucking James Bond. And his character is like something, like Mr. St. John Smith. And it's Smith, S-M-Y-T-H-E, right? Like English Smith. Mm-hmm. But when he says it, like if you have the subtitles on, St. John Smith. When he says it, he says, Sinjin Smythe. He slurs, oh, Sinjin Smythe is his name. And everyone calls him Sinjin Smythe. Okay. Like, that's just the way you pronounce it. You know that? You no. Know, you know about the... No. You don't have a history of Sinjin Chris, there? do I look British to you? You're... Skew. I know you though. I know your family skews British. I mean, it, British it does. British ancestry, yes. But Aha. am I British? Aha. No. Ah, but I was right. I mean, I went to England once. It's really expensive over there. <laughs> it is expensive. <laughs> um. So this book, Station Eleven, by Emily Mendel, is uh, I I just got it, Drew, because 
I've mentioned this before, Jesnick and Rosenthal, Vanity Project, and listen to Anthony Jesnick's mm-hmm. podcast, and they do recommendations, and they often recommend books, and their taste is actually quite good. I, I've enjoyed almost every book that they've recommended. So he recommended a different book by the same author that's coming out this year, and he said she also wrote this other book, Station Eleven. I highly, I love that one. I just went to Amazon, added to the list, no. ordered it. It's been sitting on a shelf. I've had it for months. I'm like, fine, I'm going to read this thing. I picked it up, started reading it. Uh, God damn it, Drew, wouldn't you know? It's good. It's about a pandemic. Hey, fantastic. Even, I, I, I like, mean, it makes... I was just like, Station Eleven bought it. Yeah. <laughs> they even bothered... Mm-hmm. What's it about? It's about a fucking goddamn civilization being wiped out by the Georgia flu. No, here we go. It's a swine flu from Russia mm-hmm. that takes people out within a month. It's it's this, but much faster. Uh, so really, it's about the time before and the time after, because civilization is fucked, you know? Uh, like you think things are bad now. People are complaining about quarantine and 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 having to do Zoom sessions. They should read this book because mm-hmm. it really is like, oh my god, things could be so bad. Yeah. Um, but it's really about a, a group of traveling, uh, a traveling symphony. They do they put on plays, Shakespeare plays, and music and stuff, and they go around from quote town to town, where a town is just like four or five families that all shack up at a truck stop, uh, and they put on performances, and they're just doing it to uh, <clears throat> provide a little bit of art and respite to people living in a harsh, terrible world, much like we do now as podcasters. Mm-hmm. We're we're really the heroes mm-hmm. we are the most mm-hmm. we are the heroes we mm-hmm. are the biggest heroes we are the most brave people mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and uh it's really really good the way it goes back and forth in time between before and after uh like i said about halfway through it and i'm i'm like deep into it it's it's very very enjoyable Word. i highly highly recommend it hooray pandemic dystopian future it's uh yeah you said earlier which one do you want to pick to be in? Yeah, pick one not that one. <laughs> okay. That one looks like it sucks. Gotcha. Especially when the prophet shows up. Well, that's probably the one we're going to be in. <laughs> you think so? And you should tell me about the prophet because that sounds like fun right now. The prophet <laughs> is the dude who you show up to a town uh-huh. and, and he and everyone, usually when you show up to a town and they're traveling symphony, start playing music, everyone comes out, yay, they're super excited to show up to this one town and no one's coming out. It's like, what's up with everyone? And then this dude, he's all dressed in white. Yeah. Maybe 30-ish, yeah. long hair, uh-huh. beard. Crazy. And it's like, super evil. And it's like, <laughs> we, we have been spared the disease which makes us the lightness and the one who is against us is the darkness. Yes. And it's like, and oh, that 15-year-old girl when you're traveling troop, maybe you want to make her, leave her here uh-huh. as my bride because yeah. I need a fourth bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's the prophet. That sounds about right. Yeah. Who, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I'm halfway through the book, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be not as, not as of yet halfway through, but I'm pretty sure it will be the main antagonist. Um, and it's also the type of thing where you, you find out about all these different characters mm-hmm. and then they slowly start intertwining in weird ways. So I'm like, Oh, by the end, this, the prophet is going to be like, someone I've been reading about for a while in the before time. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Well, we, yeah, exactly. I, who knows? I will in a few days. When I okay. Um, so there you go. That's my media diet for the week. Drew, what do you got? Uh, I watched Missing Link on Hulu. Is it any good? I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure the kids would like it. The animation's great, but, d- but it doesn't have really like, uh, doesn't have, it. I don't know. It's not really there. It's not like a Pixar movie. It, it, it's like a Pixar light. Does it feel kiddish, too kiddish? Because you said the kids would like it. Does it not feel like it's not enough for uh, adults to... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Animation looked great. I mean, in, it, in I mean, the, yeah, it's, it's like a, they do they do good work. So, how do you feel? Could you feel like um, any Hugh Jackmanness or Zach Galifianakis in it? Uh, <coughs> mostly the Galifianakis. Yeah, mm-hmm. not so much the. They did allow the Jackmanery. They allowed not not so much Jackmanery. They allowed uh, Galifianakis to improv. Hmm. Uh, 
like the whole bit that's in the trailer where he what's his name Susan yeah that he that was him come up with it on the spot and they and they kept it all no it's fine so maybe it's like, okay like I shouldn't like bump it up on my list or nothing no it should not be bumped up on any list just if I feel no. like maybe I mean if, if it's there yeah if I'm in the mood for motion animation mm-hmm. type of thing yeah, yeah. it could suffice yeah yeah that type of thing but I mean Rango came on right after and I would rather just watch that <laughs> you did mention yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fucking Rango <laughs> um did you ever see the box trolls? No. Are those is that the same people? Maybe. I never saw that one either. Oh, it's the same people who did Kubo and the Two Strings. Kubo is fantastic. The same studio, but not the same director. No. Because that guy moved on to do something else. No. That guy moved the on to do Bumblebee. The same animation studio. So that guy's name is Travis Knight. It's all coming to me now. Travis Knight the Kubo. He wrote it, directed it. He did the Bumblebee movie, which I enjoyed. Yeah, it's uh, not bad. Uh, yeah, I don't think he liked it as much as I did. And um, <clears throat> what's he doing now? He's doing something now. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, so missing like, yeah, it's sort yeah, of a thumbs yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Same thing with, uh, I watched Molly's Game because I I never yes, that's ended up watching that. Sorkin, right? The yeah. Poker, poker movie? Mm-hmm. It was just all right. I was doing housework during it. so <laughs> One of those movies. Yeah, definitely definitely a housework movie. A housework movie? Yeah. Like, okay enough to put on the background? Yeah. Like a, a black hat or black hat type of, type of? Exactly, yes, yes. Yes. It's like you can feel the bones of it's mm-hmm. being good. Like this could have been great. Yeah, you get some Idris Elba. You get some. Uh, oh yeah, Idris Elba. That's right. He's yeah, in, yeah, yeah. He's in, uh, the, one of the guys from Secession's on there. Giovanni Ribisi. No, the, the the one who should be Giovanni Ribisi. The, the bald guy, the one who was in the Gentleman. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The, the one that should have been. Yes. I didn't like. Him. I didn't like him in the Gentleman. I I yeah. don't I didn't like him in the gentleman I don't like him in this movie either but he's really he's so good in Secession. Good in Secession. <laughs> that's enough. I got that's a show I got to pump no, up on my list. No, you really did. It's, yeah. it's it's so great. All right, all right. Maybe I'll talk to my parents and watch it. Uh, also watched. Uh, so talking about crazy fucking documentary shit. Yeah. Uh, watched this thing on Netflix. Uh, I guess it started off on Showtime. Uh, it's called Operation Odessa. Ooh. Write this down. And it's, it's about a Russian gangster named Tarzan. Okay. A Miami businessman na- named Juan. And this guy named Tony from the Cali Cartel. Okay. And these are the three who teamed up to get the Cali Cartel their military-grade helicopters and submarines from Russia. Whoa. A cartel needs... Oh, I guess they have another cartel. No, all, all, Could use submarines. Do, do, yeah. you, do you remember... There, there, there are news articles about the Cali Cartel getting two submarines confiscated one of one of them before delivery the other one they found in the mountains being built by them because they got it shipped in parts oh wow but this is this is their story operation odessa yeah and it's a documentary uh-huh about two hours uh-huh one of the uh it shows everybody years later uh uh everybody did get arrested for this mm. at least the people who could yeah some of them flipped and did other work so yeah, yeah, nobody's yeah. in jail right now oh shit uh but uh, one of the guys, Tarzan, he's 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 Russian, but he has an Israeli passport. He's okay. probably a Russian Jew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ashkenazi. But uh, he can never come back to America. Oh. So I don't know where they interviewed him. That's interesting. Uh, the, the guy, Juan, the Miami businessman, he's still in Miami, still doing the same stupid bullshit. No shit. Uh, and then this guy, Tony, from the Cali cartel, he's actually an international fugitive. So he was... I'm assuming because he was definitely interviewed on a private jet. Mm. So probably his own and definitely in probably a country with no extradition. Like I guarantee you this guy flew in on the tarmac 
Film crew came up onto his plane, filmed him. They got off. He flew back to wherever the fuck he is. Crazy. Because he is an internet. He, he, he's on the it's international like, most wanted list. It's like, I got to go. They may yeah. have seen me on the radar coming in. Yeah. Wow. That's fun. bonkers. Uh, okay. I mean, uh, it's a recent uh, one. Was it like 2019? Uh, 2017, 20? I think. All right. A couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, when a giant Russian named Tarzan, who, who owned a strip club <laughs> in Miami named Porky's in the 80s. Tarzan's Porky's? No, it was just called Porky's. Oh, I would have called it Tarzan's Porky's. What the hell's Tarzan? His, his name, yops. I am Tarzan. <laughs> whoa, 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 guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That sounds fun. It, it was bonkers. All right, Operation Odessa. People, check that one out. That gets a thumbs up from Drew. And then I also watched the uh, on Netflix the uh, new Dave Chappelle special, the Mark Twain Prize for Humor, Dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah? Because he won the Mark Twain Prize for Humor this year. So they did a little special about it, mm. and it's great. Is it? It's fantastic. How long is it? Is it an hour? It's about an hour and a half. Hour and a half? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's it's like partly like before the award ceremony, part yeah. the award ceremony, mm. and then part just talking about, you know, Dave Chappelle, his career, how he's done So it's, more, it's a documentary more than yeah. a... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Remember, what was that? Dave Chappelle's block party? Yes. They talk about that. That was a fun movie, man. Yeah. I really enjoyed the hell out of yeah, that. They, they, they talk about... His entire career, all that shit. Really good. I'm going to have to fucking watch it. Yeah, yeah. I love, it's Dave, just, I love Dave Chappelle. It's, it's just funny that uh, both Dave Chappelle, he's the most recent winner. Yeah. Uh, the first winner of this award. The Mark Twain Award? Yeah. No. Uh, Richard Pryor, which is, which is uh, funny because uh, Mark Twain was an old racist. Yeah. But a funny they, old racist. And they, just, and they just keep giving the black, funny black people. Yeah, he is a funny old racist. <laughs> is that just a and product actually, of the time type of thing? It, it's definitely a product of the time type of thing. Like, uh, like, was and he, actually, was he one of the more progressive racists? They make fun of it a lot. Like, because it's, it's a Dave Chappelle thing. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's mostly, you know, black people, African American, you know, other people. Like, yeah. the only two white guys are one white guy who just fucking kills it because, like, everyone's talking about Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. And. Because he's in on the joke with everybody as being one of the only white guys on stage and even in the special. He's like, I would just like to take a moment to talk about Mark Twain. <laughs> and like everybody just fucking laughed. It, it was great. The white guys got Yeah, up. yeah. It, it was him and then Neil Brennan's on there. And fucking Neil Brennan's hilarious. Of course, so. Neil Brennan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was really good. It was funny. Neil Brennan once described, uh, he was like, sometimes you're, you're living with your, your roommate in New York, and then um, then all of a sudden, uh, you got to find a new rate. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> all, he, all of a sudden, you got to scramble for the, the cover half the rent. No, he... Because he, someone gets a job. <laughs> no, he, he was... Uh, he told the story of how, of how high and how that got made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he was like, so I got a call from Dave. And uh, he said, if someone from Universal calls and asks if we're writing a movie together, tell them yes. Uh, he got off the phone. He got a call from Universal. They asked. He said, yes. They asked, when can you pitch the movie? Neil Brennan said, 30 days. Uh, 29 days later, they got started. Nice. Uh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the day before. What's this movie yeah. about? I don't know, Ex- Neil. Exactly. We, I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we end up making a Wii movie for kids, man. So yeah, it was so it was funny. It was yeah, great. That, that is very funny. Yeah, lots what's of what's behind the, the scenes stories. It's called the Mark Twain Prize for Humor: Colin Dave Chappelle. Okay, okay, all right. There we go. So we're getting some thumbs up for there on the on the documentary side of things. Yeah. Okay, excellent. What else we got? That's it. Oh, That's that it. And I've been playing a lot of Red Dead because uh, it's 
the most beautiful outdoor setting that I can get inside. <laughs> At this point. Uh, Red Dead 2, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh. so I restarted a can of that. Now is a great time for video games, obviously. Uh, when you're stuck at home. Uh, I mean, normally I play a lot of video yeah. games by myself, but na- now you're telling me I can possibly save the world by sitting on my couch and playing video games all day? I'm I'm, I'm doing my part, Chris. I mean, come on. I'm doing my part. In, in, 19, <laughs> in 1940... We would have had to go to war and like die. Yeah, no, no. Instead, you stay home, play video games, and smoke a lot of pot. Not a problem. I can do that. <laughs> mask up if you go to a grocery store. Yeah. Wash your hands. Yep. Wash your hands. Uh, we're we're getting off kind of easy when it comes to life changing horrible mm-hmm. events. Mm-hmm. Relatively speaking, I'm trying to keep it in perspective. Yeah. Every morning I wake up and I swallow. I'm like, okay, on a dry throat. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. Okay, like I'm a, little, I'm a little warm. I'm a little warm. Oh, it's it's warm in this house. Okay, let's see. Oh yeah, it's 77 degrees in here. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Ooh, scared. Um, Drew, Chris, it's been about an hour. My drink is almost done here. I need to Lysol the six dollars you gave me. Okay. So we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, see if it's still raining outside. Then we'll be back. The second half of the show, we got some uh, no emails, but we do have some reviews on our Facebook comment thread. And then if there's time, I have some stories. Cool. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we back. Oh, shit. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Drewster, where can people find you on the internet? Follow at Drewster on Twitter. It's not me. They do a great job. Uh, uh, that's right. Also on Instagram. Yeah, I really don't use Facebook and Instagram anymore, so there's really no point. <laughs> Ladies, you can try to slide into those DMs, but no chance he'll no guarantee he'll see it is what he's trying to yes, say. Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. Sometimes you gotta keep those doors open though, Drew. You never, I mean the door you never know it might slide in there, but like what up? I mean the door's there. And then you're like, what up? But I don't I mean I don't I, it would be like uh it'd be like having a mail slot at the door and like you're away for you know, in Europe for like six months and you come back. It's just like, oh, like people sent me mail, what? Yeah. 
same type of shit. Like I check, I check Instagram and Facebook maybe like once a week, maybe. It's not sexy. Wasn't sexy. <laughs> I tried. Failed. I tried. I failed. Uh, cinema Crespity, so at gmail.com to email us. No one emailed us this week. Uh, Facebook, Cinema Crespity, so group. We have a comment, question, thread. Put one up this week. And we got some reviews on it. Take it away. I got a question from Carmella. What up? Drew watches a lot of stand-up and throws out suggestions I normally don't have time to watch. Hashtag too much content. Way too much. What are some of his favorites in the last year in no particular order? No particular order. Here we go. Number three. I mean, I'll just give you three comics. How about that? Trois. Uh, you can check out uh, anything by David Sloss. Okay, David Sloss. Here we go. Coming in number two. I've also been... I've also been a big fan of the recent Tom Segura specials. Oh, Tom Segura. Yeah, you mentioned that last week, I think. Here we go. And number one, I mean, just for silly goodness, uh, the Burt Kreischer specials. It is. I mean, he he is Van Wilder. He literally is. Literally. No, no, he actually is Van Wilder. He quite literally is. So... (laughs) And his life has not changed that much. I mean, I mean, it, it's calmed down a bit. He's got married, had kids, but but still, that's reflected in. But his still, demeanor. Hey, all of his stuff are great. Uh, the machine is probably his funniest one because yeah. that was pre kids. Sure, I think he might have just gotten married. That's, but, that's his most like reveling in the Van Wilder days. Yes, exactly. So that's what two early mid two thousand two thousand five. Yeah. So that is when uh, I was unaware of this. He would come to town. I think it's right around when the monsters were the monsters of the midday was a thing. Uh, well, the monsters are still a thing, but okay. this is when they were the midday show and Bert would show up. Uh, what he would do apparently with all of his interviews and what he would do with the monsters, he'd show up with a bottle of alcohol uh, and then start drinking and, and then do the interview. No. And then when they went to mornings, he would continue to show up with a bottle of alcohol <laughs> and drinking with them. And like the first couple times he did it, he would do it. But then the guys on the monsters were getting older. Uh, they were getting, yeah, they, they're much older than him. And uh, one time he showed up with the bottle. It's like, no one's, no one's, there's nope. like six people there. No it's one's too early. Drink. Too early. If I do this, I'm going to be drunk yeah. at fucking in about two hours and I'm going to be asleep by noon. Yeah, exactly. Like, Bert, it's 7.45 in the morning. He was like, come on, guys. But yeah, so, but he's moved on from that into, uh, you know, just, you know, his normal, just weird look on life and mm. making fun of his stupid children. These goddamn kids. Yeah, apparently they're morons. So <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> they're, they're kids. All kids are stupid, but yeah, apparently they're pretty dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bert. Sh- shout out to Bert Kreischer, our number one listener. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> he, and we've got one, oh boy. one, two, three, four, five reviews from Gabe. Oh shit! Let's hear him. The platform review. Oh yeah, that's the one about the food thing. Okay. Dark allegory of some kind. Very cube-like, but I liked cube better. Oh, yeah. It is wild and a bit gory. Just a bit. Uh, just a touch. Surprising in a bit. Yes, true. All right. He has an Okia review. Or Okja. How do you pronounce that? Okja. Okja. It hides it up. It was an overall okay satire, but it seems broken in tone. Mm-hmm. It goes from like a soft commentary on corporations to an adventure slash heist and, and to an in-your-face Peter commercial. 
I don't know if it's worth a rewatch, but I guess see it if you like Jun Ho. Yeah. It goes everywhere, but I don't know what was done really well. Yeah, sure. Of, of all of Bong Jun Ho's movies, going back to uh, Memories of Murder, it's probably his weakest mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, tellingly, that it was his a Netflix movie. Oh, that's probably why. What a shock. He's yeah. like, Netflix said that buy it because everyone's like, yeah, you've done better, buddy. It's It's a fine movie, though. Uh, a series of unfortunate events. Oh, shit. On Netflix. That was a weird combination of buttons. <laughs> you, you, you can tell this was a novel. <laughs> Jim Carrey is really in his element and makes for a wild caricature of, of e- an evil antagonist. I don't think most people can relate with well-to-do parents yeah. leaving a fortune, but this is a fun movie for teens. And it, obviously, because it's like one of those ones where it's a whole book series, and they were intending to make a whole thing. And they did not. And of course, Jim Carrey was great casting for it. And then they even did, was it Netflix? The TV version with Neil Patrick Harris? Yeah. Uh, it was Netflix. It was Netflix? Yeah. I think even that, they stopped doing that like partway through. They never followed through on it. Are the books just not that good? I don't know. I've read them. Probably, yeah, we're... <laughs> Have taste. Uh, Earthquake Bird on Netflix. On Netflix, apparently based on a novel starring Alicia Vikander. She's Ooh. she's not overly amazing this, but she did a good job. Okay, I don't know much about expats assimilating in foreign countries, but this seemed like it was made for Japanese audiences. Starting a high school, starting a high profile actress. It's okay though. High profile. Yeah, yeah got gotcha. you. Uh, just okay. Apparently, it's okay enough. What was it called again? Earthquake Bird. Earthquake Bird. Sounds like a poor translation of a Japanese sentiment. It does, right? Like, in Japanese, it's beautiful, and it's so evocative. Well, well, exactly, Earthquake yeah. Earthquake Bird. Yeah, it yeah. means it, this it, it makes sense, yeah. It's just like what you were saying, right? I don't have the cultural yeah. context for this. Yeah. Earthquake Bird. You're <laughs> in English, like, Earthquake Bird. And he's like, I don't get it. <laughs> you guys are stupid. You guys are a bunch of stupid idiots over there. Uh, and last but certainly not least, mm. Death of Stalin. Oh, shit. You get Nothing. An English Jojo Rabbit style comedy about a group of underlings rise to the throne after Stalin's death. Mm-hmm. The familiar faces of Jeffrey Tambor and Steve Buscemi and probably some other English actors I don't know about. They really lean in on the authoritarianism. LOL. Uh, rise of Stalin. I'm looking this up here real quick. Death of Stalin. Death of Stalin. Death of Stalin. Death. Death of I want to, before I step out on a limb here, is that the same person? Yes. Armando Iannucci. Drew Cogburn is the, almost dropped my phone. <laughs> you saw that? That was, that was crazy. Uh, this guy is the guy, the, the dude behind Veep. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. All this time. And uh, you just got down with his latest uh, Avenue 5. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, but he does skew comedy. Yeah. For sure. Often satirical. Often political. Uh, I remember this one uh, when it came out. Did you ever see? Oh no, the one that I saw that people loved, and for me it was like I think I just I, maybe the theme of this episode is things that are over our head. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it was just over my head. I I couldn't I couldn't get it at the time. In the loop. Do you remember that one? It was a political satire. It's got a let's see who was in it. James Gandolfini. Uh, uh, what's his name? William H Macy. Nope. Did not, not the guy ever saw that. Uh, that one people love, love, loved it. Then I watched it. I was like, I don't, I don't get it. I think I'm stupid. I think I'm secretly stupid. 2009. Uh, yes, exactly. 
Nope. It even has a similar poster as the Death of Stalin when you look at them side by side here on, yeah. on, nope. IMDb, on IMDb. Nope, never saw it. So anyway, I'm on Nayanuchi. He's been around for a minute now, and uh, that's what that is, Death of Stalin. All right, there you go. There you go. Okay. Uh, so is that it? That's it. All right, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Here we go. We got some. Let's see how much time we got. We got about 10, 12 minutes. We're good here. Let's see. Uncut Gems is a release date drew for Netflix. Okay. May 25th. Oh, there you go. Anybody who hasn't seen it yet, uh, if we're still on lockdown, you got something to do for a day. Lockdown, not on lockdown. Hell, I know I'm doing May 25th. <laughs> I am watching Uncut Gems. Can't, can't wait to rewatch it, yeah. As a double feature with Good Time, can my heart take it? Oh, I don't know. You you might have a heart. Just don't do cocaine. Whatever you do. Oh. What, you will die. But I got my specials. You, uh, you, will, you will have heart palpitations. But I have a a, a Bobby Lupo size stash of cocaine I'm, ready for my, saying. <laughs> for my Safety Brothers uh, watch party. I'm just saying. Your heart will explode. Does anyone know why Richie killed Bobby Lupo? I don't think people know. Hey Richie, he kept Richie asking. Why'd you kill Bobby Lupo? See, that's the thing. I don't think I don't think anyone actually did know because only the people that knew he didn't ask, and that yeah. was uh, all the ladies. Yeah. So that I were mean, R- Richie knew all the fucking, and Richie knew, but Richie was out there smoking crack and shooting random people. Uh, Patreon.com slash Crispy. So that reminds me to to plug that. I should mention that. <laughs> Bobby Lupo. Bobby Lupo. That's this week's episode. Out for justice. Our twelve months of psychology continues. We are a quarter of the way through. Our May episode will be Under Siege. I think everyone's seen that one. Fantastic. Sorry. <laughs> I hate my phone. It's so stupid. Here we go. We got some uh, movie news stories. Smoke weed every day. I'm just touching your single button I got here uh, on my COVID. Work better. Um, I pulled this story just because I wanted to mention it last week and I forgot to. You posted in the Facebook group. Ah, yes. Yes, I did. That Rick and Morty. Anime. That yes. short thing. That was, was that not one of the coolest things you've seen in recent memory? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it is so lone wolf and cub, yes. but sci-fi and weird. Sci-fi and weird. <laughs> uh, gorgeous and bloody and cool. And uh, I loved it. Uh, About five minutes. It was good. Um, do I have an actual... People can watch it online. Where did? Let me see. I wanted to pull it up here for like the, the name of it. Uh, so Rick and Morty, this happened on Adult Swim. Did you just see it online? Uh, I follow Adult Swim on Facebook, so uh, I saw okay. I saw it through Facebook. So during a during a tsunami block, they just dropped this. I see. If I, Adult Swim's so good. Tsunami still must be awesome. They must be still doing good things, right? For the kids, no. that's good. For the for the college stoners out there, oh, those are some dude, good days. Even man. the high dude, even the high, I could. I was high school for me as well. Like I would come home. Was it really for me? Like because they had that. Uh, after school tsunami yeah. every day. Well, tsunami's one thing. I'm talking about Adult Swim. Still. Yeah, tsunami was the for sure. I was watching DBZ in, yeah. in high school. But I was smoking weed in high school too. So. And Avenger, 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 uh, uh, and that Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And no, but the Adult Swim in college is when it really started popping. Up. When when we got to college is really when Adult Swim was popping off. See that 2021. All that dude. The fucking, they had a uh, they had some event over at some bar freshman year that I went to, where I where I got. Yes, I remember that. Yes, where well, we got like I saw some of those stickers. Yes, exactly. We, we we got merchandise. Yes, from that event. That was weird. Yeah, they did a whole adult swim thing. Yeah, um, Space Coast Coast to Coast was on in the nineties. So I was in high yeah. school when that was on, and they reran it for mm-hmm. Adult Swim. That was a fantastic show. Um, obviously, the Aquatine Hunger Force and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Adult Swim has morphed so much. Since oh, then. so many different. It's yeah. so wild now. 
funny to even think about now how there was a time when it was it's these set shows at, at this time and it was at, you know now it's like fucking wild west yeah. of here's a commercial about a, a bear nature thing that turns into 20 minutes of a, a hallucinatory yep. so this rick and morty thing yeah. it's pretty cool it's awesome and i appreciate you sharing it yeah because i wouldn't have seen it yeah. otherwise mm-hmm. but then i saw this article so maybe i would have seen it <laughs> but i pulled the articles and be like yeah yeah that was cool it was awesome uh, Ryan Gosling's going back to space, man. Okay. He did first man. Yep. People are like, yeah, it's pretty good. All right. He's like, oh, okay, let me let me give it another shot. So he's doing one called The Hail Mary. Okay. And it's being based on a book yet to come out, but it's written by Andy Weir, who also wrote The Martian. Mm-hmm. All right. And it's about, uh, he's going to star and produce The Hail Mary, solitary tale of an astronaut on a spaceship tasked with saving the planet. Uh, okay, cool. So you ready for more Gosling in Space? Sure. Written by the guy who did The Martian? Sure. You ready for another white guy to save the world? Well, actually, in The Martian, it was the world saved the white guy. Yeah. Not so universe. White guy's going to pay the world back. Oh. Maybe it's a secret sequel? Who knows? We'll see. Um, Gosling's career is weird, man. <laughs> it is. It's very weird. He's weird. He's a weirdo. Uh, speaking of weirdos, speaking of Canadian weirdos, wait, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is a Canadian, isn't he? Yes, he is. Is he? Yes. And also speaking of Van Wilder. Yes. If Burt Kreischer is the real Van Wilder, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds elevated Van Wilder to the level of uh, Wisconsin sharp cheddar Jesus. Okay. Yes. Like he really, mm-hmm. he, he he made it what it is. Yeah. Right. Well, National Lampoon made it what it was. By but, being, well, the National yeah. Lampoon. Well, I mean, National Lampoon did a lot of stuff. Van, in that run, did a lot of stuff. Van Wilder is the one that really... Uh, well, the first Van Wilder. Exactly. There were, there, there were several sequels that were... Rise of Raj, yo. Raj. Had to rise. Did you know that? According to Hollywood Reporter, Ryan Reynolds will star in a Dragon's Lair movie. That could be hilarious. It could be. Depending on the... Depending on how, how it's done. What's the tone? Is it going to be knowing, not knowing, winking at the camera, straightforward? It, it, I'm hoping it's just as silly as the actual game was. I couldn't, I couldn't play the game. I wasn't, I didn't know. First off, I was too young, so that one was an arcade game available to play. Like I don't understand, there was a sequence of lights and you had to respond. Well, it was also it cost a dollar. Yeah, my parents weren't giving me a dollar no. for those games. Yeah, so I didn't really. I, didn't, I mean, it was a thing. So, it, like, it lives in lore. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Part of my memory was a thing that I could have played. It was out there, but I didn't actually. Did you? Did you I played it from time to time. I couldn't make it past the first level because I kept dying. I was and... like, how do you play this game? Well, no, exactly. That type of thing, too. So, 1983 was when the original game came out. Uh, Don Bluth was the animator, mm-hmm. right? Who did the... Who made Why it looks so cool? Because it was like actual uh, yeah. animation no. as opposed to the 8-bit stuff, 16-bit mm-hmm. stuff. We were talking about off mic. Uh, Don Bluth was behind an American Tale. Land Before Time, All Dogs Go to Heaven, et cetera, et cetera. That Disney run there. Man. Legend. Legendary. Um, okay, here we go. Neon. Neon is uh, making a name for themselves in the last couple of years with some good pickups, some good documentary releases, and they made a couple of interesting pickups recently for U.S. distribution. One is a revenge thriller starring Nicolas Cage called Pig. Okay. He's a reclusive truffle hunter in Oregon. Mm-hmm. His prize hunting pig is kidnapped 
mm-hmm. or force, forcing him to return to old stomping grounds in Portland to confront his past. Also starring uh, the kid from Hereditary, Alex Wolf. Sounds like Rover, but American. Yeah, there you go. You took, you took my pig. Not, As opposed a, to, my dog's dead in the trunk this whole time. Yeah, that was... A, I still haven't buried him. That was just a mistake. <laughs> they, they, they didn't know. He didn't care about the card. They didn't know. That was just, that was an honest mistake, man. Then he kills them all. This is intense. <laughs> well, yeah, with, with his uh, waterhead Robert Pattinson brother the whole time. Man, Robert <laughs> That's a good movie. It's, dude, it's amazing. <laughs> Australian. Was that A24? Yes. Um, the Rover. Another movie. I mean, between that and the proposition, fucking. Yeah. Also, Danny Houston. What's his face? Guy Pierce. Yeah, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Who's English? Jimmy Guy Pierce. Do those two, <coughs> and, and, and then throw in uh, Escape from the Moon, and you got a nice little trifecta there. Free fall, downfall, low fall. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. Short fall, not sky fall. Uh, uh, prison. Escape from the moon. Escape from prison. <laughs> it was Escape from a Prison Planet. It was like the clutch song, Escape from a Prison Planet. They should have called it Escape from Prison Planet, but then they'd be acknowledging that they yeah, were straight up ripping. They were sued. But, but they were acknowledging it. They, they, <laughs> they had to they after did. they got sued and they lost in court. And Luke Besson had to pay had to pay John Carpenter money. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> He should have just gotten his blessing and just done it. <laughs> like, right the first time. It's, just, like, it's yeah. like Luke Besson pulled the vanilla ice. Like, we're all okay with you doing what you're doing. You, you, just, you just gotta pay the right people to do it. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> then, 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 then. It's like, no! No, man. It's fine. You sampled. It's fine. There's it's not, fine. There's not just, a single There's not a single eye patch <laughs> in the whole movie. Not a single eye patch. There could have been. All they had to do is throw John Carpenter a couple bones. Oh, you son of a you son of a bitch. Um, Brandon Cronenberg, uh, David Cronenberg's son, has made a couple movies. He's got a new one called Possessor, starring Andrea Riseborough. She's a, a like the chick that co-starred with Tom Cruise in um, Oblivion. Okay, right, and she's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, she was in Mandy. Yeah, yeah, she was great in Mandy. She's the titular. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a star of a Brandon Cronenberg thriller which made some waves at film festivals back when that was a thing that people did mm-hmm. uh, with no regard for their health yeah that's not happening anymore at least not this year oh that makes me so sad <laughs> <laughs> sorry no mass gatherings no. and um, like Pig for example uh, uh, they show promo footage for it at the Berlin Film Festival in February very excited about that Possessor. Man, this sounds fucking crazy. Secretive organization using brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies and commit assassinations for high-paying clients, according to Neon's press release. Okay, so it's like a Cronenberg political spy thriller. Yes, and it's played at uh, like Sundance and stuff. It's, by, a, it's by, a pretty rare reviews. By the younger Cronenberg, but definitely, he definitely sounds like he's been influenced by his father. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other movie he did before this was called Antiviral, and it's a movie about people who pay to get the same diseases of their favorite celebrities, the same sicknesses. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Brandon Cronenberg is wild. So the the red image is the only image out there so far that they're putting out for promoting Possessor. 
Yeah, it looks pretty intense, right? I, it makes me hesitant to want to see the movie. Like, what's going on in this thing? Well, it, it, look, it looks disturbing. It looks like someone's mer- wearing a very good mask that it looks like someone's face is melting. It looks off. Like, like it's like a person mask. Yeah. And someone's stuck under it. Yeah. And it's, ter- it's melting. It's terrifying looking. Yeah. It's definitely scary. It's terrifying looking. Like that's some straight up hereditary type shit right there. That's some that's some possessor shit. Um, <clears throat> Tom Gunn, Tom Gunn, Tom Gunn, starring Top Cruise, mm-hmm. Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> you saw where I was going there, right? You saw yes. you saw where my brain uh-huh. uh, fumbled. Yep. yep. It's not like a dyslexia I have, but I I swear it happens often where my brain just rearranges entire words. Uh, transposes them and you say silly things and then they and it's like it's, I don't know so thanks to obviously I don't know if we can for the foreseeable future do an episode where we don't mention COVID because we we cover entertainment and all these things are affected by it mm-hmm. so we got a whole slew of new release dates mm-hmm. we have some optimism mm-hmm. some people hoping for good news mm-hmm. uh, did you know the first wave of the bike plague lasted for five years mm-hmm. that sounds about right I mean, they call it the Dark Ages for a reason. It lasted a while. No, they didn't last a minute. Um, Top Gun Maverick was supposed to come out in July. Got moved to December 23rd. Okay. Uh, a Quiet Place Part 2, which was supposed to have come out already. Mm-hmm. Moved to September 4th. Okay. Labor okay. Day weekend. Okay. That's very Amityville Jaws of them. Mm-hmm. It's 4th of July. The beaches have to open. Like, it's Labor Day weekend. They <laughs> <laughs> have to open. Come on. We're going we're to lose the whole summer. Sony pulled that out the entire summer. Okay. Moved all of their movies to next year. Okay. Um, SpongeBob. Sponge on a Run. Going for July 31st. Cool. That's a, I'm down. You know, they're supposed to go out Memorial Day, yeah. but now they're like, hey, maybe July. Maybe we'll do it July. Uh, the Tomorrow War starring Chris Pratt. Just not even rescheduled. Taken off the calendar. Eventually. Like we'll we'll, get, we'll see we'll, what happens. We'll get to it eventually. Uh, Sony, here we go. Ghostbusters, Afterlife, and Morbius moving to 2021. And uh, still standing strong, July 17, Christopher Nolan's Tenant. You know, he's like, God damn it, my movie's going to come out. <laughs> he, he's like, what if we uh, what if we hand out masks? <laughs> what if we hand out Tenant masks to everyone <laughs> in the theater as they walk in? Like, what can we... <laughs> Everyone gets their own ventilator. It's cool. He's like, I don't want to. I don't want to do it. It's not. It's not going to happen, Chris. I'm sorry. I mean, I agree, but this the, the second that I can see it in the biggest theater I can find, yeah. I will. Yeah, we're go, we're going to that uh, fucking seventy millimeter. Fuck yeah, IMAX shit. Hell we're going yes, to IMAX. We'll sit in a room with hundreds of people. And Fuck like, yes, I will. Yes, yes, totally worth it. Try and watch this Christopher Nolan movie. Choke myself. I'll get myself a bubble. Bunch of people sitting around. (laughs) (laughs) An opaque bubble with a viewing window. That's funny. No one can see me. Yeah. What's that guy doing in there? They keep shaking. You're just like eating popcorn. (laughs) Or from the side, it's like puts it up and down. I mean, I'm I'm going to have to put a vent in there so I can still smoke. (laughs) No, you figure it out on your own. You smoke it in there. This guy's got a this guy's got a screen door and a submarine. Yeah. Um, AMC's Theater CEO, he has a prediction for, and he thinks movie theaters were open. Okay. He's hoping for mid-June. I mean, that'd be awesome. Mid-June, so we'll see. We will see. Uh, meanwhile, in the streaming world, this is 
some weird wild stuff. Okay, we don't talk about this too often, but the Snyder Cut. Yes, of seems the to be League. seems to be uh, gaining some traction with uh, the new WB person in charge. I guess. <laughs> yes, this is weird. So uh, the guy who's been behind, who's been the CEO of Hulu for a minute, and has helped him really turn it around. He got poached by Warner to run Warner Media, and he has been online. Uh, like favoriting tweets with release the Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's all about that shit. <clears throat> Warner Media obviously uh, owning DC or being part of the conglomerate that all owns the same thing together. Uh, I would not be surprised, Drew, to see the Snyder cut be released. Like I mean, this all be a concerted effort. And we'll see what happens. To build steam for then when HBO Max debuts. Snyder Cut. At $15 a month, which I'm already paying for HBO now anyway. Snyder Cut. That's the best part. I'm so excited for it to switch over because I'm like, I'm still paying the same thing. I'm already paying for this shit. You're just going to give me more. You're just going to give me more? (laughs) Thanks. And you're not going to charge me more? That's like when the the Winter Park over here, they renovated all their theaters and everything, and then they didn't up the ticket prices. I'm like, you just fixed everything. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) This is great. I mean, I'm sure your prices are raised somewhere, like probably the concessions, but I don't use that shit, so. I don't need no fucking goddamn raisinettes. (laughs) What, I look like a child? I mean, when I wear shorts and a, and a ball cap, yes, I do sometimes look like an overgrown child. But still. You act like one tails. <laughs> <laughs> Just push everything off. Off the table. Um, yeah, so he's he's, he's tweeting. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, last couple of stories. Sylvester Stallone did an Instagram Q&A. And the most interesting thing that I think he said is this. He cup the ball, stroke the chef. Like, stroke up the ball, stroke the chef. Say my name. <laughs> <laughs> the end. He said that the first Rocky is probably the best movie he's ever made. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, at least he knows. <clears throat> but the one he's most proud of, at least when it comes to that series, is Rocky Balboa. Because no one that makes wanted, sense. No one wanted to make it. I get it. That makes sense. And yeah. and, in, and in all reality, I mean, that might be the second best Rocky movie too. Probably. <laughs> like in terms of like being a good movie. Well, that's what I'm saying because the Rocky is the beginning of his career. Yeah. And Rocky then there's yeah. all the bullshit cocaine 80s in the middle, and then there's Rocky Balboa at the end. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, uh, and and the ones in the middle are, are entertaining. They are, but they're not the same. It, it seems like those two are the most closely linked. Yes. You could watch them as a... Uh, like a one-two punch. Yeah. As a... What do they call that? Two sides of the biscuit? <laughs> a one-two punch. Yo, two, hit, you with the, hit you with the two sides of the biscuit. You ever heard yep. that? No. You don't know, watch boxing? Boxing nope. growing up? Nope. Um, Amazon bringing canceled festival movies into homes. Shrewsley Cogburn. We have the South by Southwest Film Festival. Yeah. I know. We'll be available... Uh, I think not just to Amazon Prime, but to all Amazon users. Yeah, yeah. So just, uh, you know, you do your normal film festival thing and be like, hey, these look cool. We should, or you should, or how somebody should watch them. And it's open for a 10-day period. So uh, for that 10 days, you can uh, see what's available and, and watch some of these movies. It's scheduled to debut at this year's South by Southwest. We'll see if they make it into this rotation. Um, Bad Trip is that Eric Andre oh yeah like real life prank movie yeah yeah right that's coming out Uh, we'll see if this makes it to Amazon if it's available still 
A24 is the Green Knight. Yes. That would be interesting. Deb Patel. That would be interesting. And Judd Apatow and Pete Davidson's King of Staten Island was supposed to make its debut at South by Southwest. Okay. Um, the Lovebirds was also supposed to make its debut. It's not going to be part of that lineup because Netflix swooped it up, put a part of its streaming deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want, oh, yeah, I want to see the Green Knight. That shit looks fucking nuts. It does look pretty nuts, right? So uh, those, on top of a whole bunch of other uh, smaller movies, will be available. Cool. So keep an eye for that. And it is. It does say here, all Amazon customers, not just, not just uh, Amazon Prime. Primo. So that's pretty cool. Um, all right, so there we go. We are done with this week's episode. Drewster Cogburn. Christopher Crespo. I appreciate you. Thank you. Sometimes. I mean, yeah, you came over in the rain. Yeah. Right? I mean, I have a car, so, you know, it was nice. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go wet at all. Amen to that. Shout out to not getting wet. Uh, unless, you know. Unless, you know, you're trying, you're trying, you're trying to, to get, get wet. You're trying to get wet. You like to get wet. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, thank you uh, to me for doing the episode. And you are welcome, listeners, for the free content <laughs> during these troubling, troubling times. <laughs> I mean, Drew, like I said, we're heroes. Oh, please shut your mouth. We are heroes, Drew. We should be pedestalized. People look up to us. Say thank you. I dis- Thank you for all you do. Disagree wholeheartedly. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Juice a cowboy popping my bubbles. <laughs> Coming into my bubble bath, popping my bubbles, pop, 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 pop. And then throwing some bleach in there. Yep. And then some gasoline. And then lighting it all fire. And then a match. Yep. And then backing up. No, actually, for, for first bleach, then ammonia. So you die of the fumes and then the gasoline to burn the body. Mm, but it still leaves a body, though. Like I said. So you're just desecrating the body? Yeah. Why not? Well, I'm just peeing at that point. I mean, I could. You could. What will you? I, I haven't made up my mind yet. Uh, decisions. <laughs> I, I like, that, that's the kind of stuff I like to do on the fly. Okay, okay. We'll leave it up to the last second. Exactly. Oh, okay, well, we'll uh, stay tuned next I week mean, to find out if Drew pees on the body. I mean, well, I mean, it's going to be your body, so we, we won't find oh. out. If there's if there's no show next week, then uh, we, we know Drew succeeded. Uh, check the news. <laughs> Tell the police to check the DNA. <laughs> Look for your. Well, it's either going to be me or your brother. I'm, I might get him in on it. No. <laughs> he, he'd gladly help. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it, he would. All right. I'm going to erase all this for because it's bad. <laughs> bad for me. A PFT Media Production.